being gifty, my calendar can be a chaotic place. Three birthdays and my anniversary all in the next month. That's why I use Celebrations Passport from the 1-800-Flowers family of brands. Celebrations Passport gives me free shipping on thousands of amazing gifts. And the more gifts I give, the more perks and rewards I earn. Giving is easy with Celebrations Passport. Learn more at 1-800-Flowers.com slash stream. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash stream. Tis the season for giving. And what's better than giving more to everyone you love? With Celebrations Passport from 1-800-Flowers.com, I can enjoy unlimited free shipping on everything, from flowers to gourmet gifts across their entire family of brands, which means sharing more with the special people in my life, now and all throughout the year. Shop 1-800-Flowers.com slash stream and share holiday joy today. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. You and I have the ability and the dignity and the right to make our own decisions and determine our own destiny. You're listening to The Underground. I'm your host, Frank Salvato. The former Senate aide accuses you of sexual assault. And please, uh, to our viewers, please excuse the graphic nature of this, but I want to make sure that there is no question as to what we're talking about. She says in 1993, Mr. Vice President, that you pinned her against the wall and reached under her clothing and penetrated her with your fingers. Would you please go on the record with the American people? Did you sexually assault Tara Reid? No, it is not true. I'm saying unequivocally, it never, never happened. And it didn't. It never happened. I don't remember any type of complaint she may have made. It was 27 years ago. And uh, I don't remember, nor does anyone else that I'm aware of. And uh, the fact is that I don't remember. I, I, I don't remember any complaint ever having been made. After weeks of stories in conservative social media outlets about Tara Reid's sexual assault claim against presumptive Democrat presidential nominee Joe Biden, And after weeks of deafening silence from the progressive left, and especially the Me Too movement, now, only after the stories becoming a thundering echo in the canyons of social media, are we starting to hear the voices of the uber-left questioning the issue. This morning, Joe Biden, in a typical Friday document dump fashion, went on MSNBC to deny the allegations leveled against him by Tara Reid. A document dump is an exercise where politicians, feeling heat on an issue, either make curt generic denials or provide so much information that no immediate answer can be divined and do it on Fridays, right before the weekend. Reed filed a lawsuit last month claiming Biden sexually assaulted her in 1993. As reported at NPR, quote, When Reed met up with the senator, She said he pinned her against a wall and penetrated her vagina with his fingers. His hands went underneath my clothing and he was touching me in my private areas without my consent. 
She said Biden asked her whether she wanted to go somewhere else. Reid said that she pulled away and that Biden pointed his finger at her and said, quote, you're nothing to me, nothing, unquote, completely. Reid's lawsuit comes after years of blowing the whistle on Biden. Reid quite publicly accused Biden of inappropriate touching over a year ago, and just recently a 1993 clip from Larry King Live surfaced that documents Reid's mother exposing Mr. Biden for his actions. Reid's efforts to get the media interested in the story has come to the point of almost begging, hardly what the Me Too movement was supposed to be about. But it isn't just one person calling Biden out. It isn't just Reid. As the Washington Times reported on April 12th, quote, Biden's conduct towards women first came under scrutiny just before he announced his presidential campaign last spring. Eight women, including Reid, came forward with allegations that the former vice president made them feel uncomfortable with inappropriate physical displays of affection. Biden acknowledged the complaints and promised to be more mindful about representing personal space in the future, unquote. Nevertheless, Biden took to MSNBC this morning, remember that document dump thing I was talking about? To issue his denial. He tantamount to said the accusation was insane. Bear with me, the clip is long, and it's disturbing. The former Senate aide accuses you of sexual assault, and... Please, uh, to our viewers, please excuse the graphic nature of this, but I want to make sure that there is no question as to what we're talking about. She says in 1993, Mr. Vice President, that you pinned her against the wall and reached under her clothing and penetrated her with your fingers. Would you please go on the record with the American people? Did you sexually assault Tara Reid? No, it is not true. I'm saying unequivocally, it never, never happened. And it didn't. It never happened. Do you remember her? Do you remember any any types of complaints that she might have made? I don't remember any type of complaint she <clears throat> may have made. It was 27 years ago. And uh, I don't remember, nor does anyone else that I'm aware of. And uh, the fact is that I don't remember. I, I, I don't remember any complaint ever having been made. Have you or your campaign, have you reached out to her? No, I have not reached out to her. It's 27 years ago. There, this never happened. And uh, when she first made the claim, we made it clear that it never happened. And uh, that's as simple as that. In the past 30 minutes or so, you released a statement on Medium. And among other things, you, you, you write this. There's only one place a complaint of this kind could be. The National Archives. I am requesting that the Secretary of State ask of uh, the Senate ask the archives to identify any record of the complaint she alleges she filed. If there was any such complaint, the record will be there. Are you preparing us for a complaint that might be revealed in some way? Are you confident there is nothing? I'm confident there's nothing. No one ever brought it to the attention of me 27 years ago. This is any assertion at all. No one that I'm aware of in my campaign, at, excuse my, my Senate office at the time, is aware of any such uh, request and, uh, uh, or any such complaint. Uh, and, uh, and so the, I, 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 I'm not worried about it at all. If there is a complaint, that's where it would be. That's where it would be filed. And if it's there... 
put it out, but I've never seen it. No one has that I'm aware of. Since you want to set the record straight, um, why limit this only to Tara Reid? Why not release any complaints that it may had been made against you during your Senate career? I'm prepared to do that. There, the best of my knowledge, there's been no complaints made against me in terms of my Senate career, in terms of my office and anything that's been run. Look, this is an open book. There's nothing for me to hide. Nothing at all. You were unequivocal, uh, Mr. Vice President, back in 2018 during the Kavanaugh controversy and hearings. And um, you said that women should be believed. You said this for a woman to come forward in the glaring lights of focus nationally. You've got to start off with the presumption that at least the essence of what she is talking about is real, whether or not she forgets the facts, whether or not it's been made worse or better over time. She's going to be going on national television on Sunday. Tara Reid is coming forward in the glaring lights. To use your words, should we not start off with the presumption that the essence of what she's talking about is real? She says you sexually assaulted her. Look, from the very beginning, I've said believing women means taking the woman's claim seriously when she steps forward and, and then vet it. Look into it. This, this, that, that's true in this case as well. Women have a right to be heard and the, and the press should rigorously investigate claims they make. I'll always uphold that principle. But in the end, in every case, the truth is what matters. And in this case, the truth is the claims are false. Is it possible these claims are held in an NDA? Do you have any NDAs that have been signed by women who were employed by you? I have, there's no NDA sign and no, no one's ever signed. I've never asked anybody to sign an NDA. There are no NDAs, period, in my case. None. Your Senate documents at the University of Delaware were supposed to go public and then they were resealed. The access was changed. I know that you're saying any HR complaints could be in the National Archives, but why not reveal your Senate documents that are uh, being held in Delaware? I know there's 1800 plus boxes. If she believes and she alleges that the complaints may be hidden there, why not strive for complete transparency? Why? Was the access to those documents sealed up when they were supposed to be revealed? Well, they weren't supposed to be revealed. I gave them the university. The university said it's going to take them time to go through all the boxes. They said it wouldn't be, and that wouldn't be before 2020 that that occurred, or 2021. I can't remember the year they said. But look, a record like this can only be one place. It would be at the. It would not be at the University of Delaware. My archives do not contain personal files. My archives contain document. And I said, when I say personal, personnel files. They don't contain any personnel files. They are public records my speeches, my papers, my position papers. And mm -hmm. if that document existed, it would be stored in the National Archives where documents from the office she claims to have filed her complaint with are stored. That's where those, they are stored. The Senate controls those archives. So I'm asking the Secretary of the Senate today to identify whether any such document exists. If it does, make it public. Right. But there are claims and concerns and um, reports in Business Insider. And she claims that possibly a complaint or some sort of record of this might be at the University of Delaware. So for complete transparency, uh, why not push for the release of any documents with Tara Reid's name on them, whether it's at the University of Delaware or the National Archives? First of all, let's get this straight. 
There, is, there are no personnel documents. You can't do that. You wouldn't, for example, if you worked with me or I worked for you and you had my, my income tax returns, you had my well, whatever. They're, they're private documents. They're not for the, they, don't, they don't get put out in the public. So they're not part of the public record that, in fact, is uh, that any senator or vice president or president has in their documents. If, look, there was one place that she could file the complaint. And the and that office at the time was all those records from that office are in the archives and they're controlled by the Senate. That's where personnel documents would be if they exist. That's where the complaint would be if it exists. Given the fact that you have said in the past that if a woman goes under the lights and talks about something like this, we have to consider that the essence of this is real. Is the essence of what she is saying is real? Why do you think she's doing this? I'm not going to question her motive. I'm not going to get into that at all. I don't know why she's saying this. I don't know why after 27 years, all of a sudden this gets raised. I don't understand it. But I'm not going to go in and question her motive. I'm not going to attack her. She has a right to say whatever she wants to say. But I have a right to say, look at the facts. Check it out. Find out whether any of the, what she says is asserted or true. And based on the investigations that have taken place so far, to the best of my knowledge, by two major papers, they interviewed dozens of my staff members, not just senior staff, but staff members, I'm told. At least that's what they said. And... Yes. Nobody. This was not the atmosphere in my office at all. No one has ever said anything like this. But, Mr. Vice President, as it pertained to Dr. Ford, everyone wanted uh, high level Democrats said she should be believed that they believed it happened. You said if someone like Dr. Ford were to come out, the essence of what she is saying has to be believed, has to be real. No. Why? And no, what I said, it has Why to be. Why is it real for Dr. Ford, but not for Tara Reid? There, because the facts are that, look, she, I'm not suggesting she had no right to come forward. And I never, and I'm not saying any woman, they should come forward. They should be heard. And then it should be investigated. It should be investigated. And if there's anything that makes it, that is consistent with what's being said, and she makes the case or the case is made, then it should be believed. But ultimately, the truth matters. The truth matters. It's period. I fought my entire life to change, to change the whole notion of the law and the cultural sexual, uh, around the culture around sexual assault. And I fought to strengthen and protect the process for survivors. I believe that we've come a long way and we have a long way to go in this system before we, in fact, are in a position that there's a fair and unbiased view. But at the end of the day, it has to be looked at. These claims are not true. There's no cooperation. I mean, they're not true. Mr. Vice President, I don't know what else I can uh, say to you. Well, uh, I'm going to try and ask many different ways. Uh, Stacey Abrams uh, said during the Kavanaugh hearings, I believe women, I believe survivors of assault should be supported and the voice is heard. Kirsten Gillibrand tweeted, do we believe women? Do we give them the opportunity to tell their story? We must be a country that says yes every time. They now both support you. Nancy Pelosi falls into this category, too, as well as many other leaders in the Democratic Party. Are women to be believed... Are women to be believed unless it pertains to you? Look, 
Women are to be believed, given the benefit of the doubt, if they come forward and say something that is that they said happened to them, they should start off with the presumption they're telling the truth. Then you have to look at the circumstances and the facts. And the facts in this case do not exist. They never happened. And there's so many inconsistencies in what has been said in this case. So you just look at the facts. And I assure you, it did not happen. Period. Period. But why is it different now? Do you regret what you said during the Kavanaugh hearings? What I said during the Kavanaugh hearings was that she had a right to be heard. And the fact that she came forward, the presumption would be she's telling the truth unless it's proved she wasn't telling the truth. Or not proved, Are unless it's clear from the facts surrounding it, it's not the truth. As we await for the records from the National Archives, are you absolutely certain, are you absolutely positive there is no record of any complaint by Tara Reid against you? I am absolutely positive that no one that I'm aware of ever has been made aware of any complaint, a formal complaint made by or a complaint by Tara Reid against me at the time this allegedly happened 27 years ago or until the, I announced for, well, it was, I guess it was in April or May of this year. I know of no one who's aware that any complaint was made. I've got two more Nor questions. Has the first. Okay, please. Go ahead. The first is no, no, about your it. University of Delaware records. Do you agree with the reporting that those records were supposed to be revealed to the public and then they were resealed for a longer period of time until after you leave, quote, public life? And if you agree with that, if that's what happened, why did that happen? Because, look. The fact is that there's a lot of things that of speeches I've made, positions I've taken, interviews that, that that I did overseas with people, all of those things relating to my job. And the idea that they would all be made public in the fact while I was running for public office, they could be really taken out of context. Their papers are position papers. They are documents that existed and, and uh, that that when I, for example, when I go, when I met with Putin or when I met with whomever and all of that to be fodder in a campaign at mm -hmm. this time, I don't know of anybody who's done anything like that. And so the National Archives is the only place there would be anything having to do with personnel records. There are no personnel records in the Biden papers mm -hmm. at the university. So uh, personnel records aside, are you certain there was nothing about Tara Reid in those records? And if so, I am absolutely certain. Why not? Why not approve a search of her name in those records? Approve a search of her name. Yes. And reveal uh, anything not, that might be related to Tara Reid in the University of Delaware records. There is nothing. They wouldn't. They're, they're not there. And if they had, if it's a, I, 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 you know, I don't understand what you're, the point you're trying to make. The point there I'm are trying no to make personnel is that you by are, definition. The point I'm trying to make is that you are approving and actually calling for a search of the National Archives records of uh, yes. anything pertaining to Tara Reid. I'm asking why not do the same in the University of Delaware records, which have raised questions because they were supposed to be re revealed to the public and then they were sealed for a longer period of time. Why not do it for both sets of records? Because the material in 
the University of Delaware has no personnel files that it has, but it does have a lot of confidential conversations that I had with the president about a particular issue that I had with the heads of state of other places, that that would not be something that would be revealed while I was in public office or while I was seeking public office. It just stands to reason, the best of my knowledge, no one else has done that either. I'm, I'm just talking about her name, not anybody else in those records. A search for that. Nothing classified with the president or anybody else. I'm just asking, why not do a search for Tara Reid's name in the University of Delaware records? Look, I mean, who who, who does that search? The University of Delaware. Uh, Perhaps you set up a commission that can do it. I don't know. Whatever is the fairest way to create the most transparency. Well, this is, look, Mika. She said she filed a report. She has her employment records still. She said she refiled a report with the only office that would have a report in the United States Senate at the time. If the report was ever filed, it was filed there, period. If you could speak directly to Tara Reid about her claims or anything, what would you say? I would, this never ever happened. I don't know what is motivating her. I don't know what, I don't know what's behind any of it, but it's irrelevant. It never happened. It never happened, period. I'm not going to start questioning her, 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 her motive. I'm not going to get into that. I'm not going to start, I'm not going to go after Tara Reid for saying these things. It's simple. What are the facts? Do any of the things she said, do they add up? It never happened. Mr. Vice President, stay with us. Uh, we're going to take a look. His insistence on a few points presents questions and opportunities for some eyebrow raising. Biden kept insisting that he, nor anyone to his knowledge, a very lawyerly use of words, by the way, had any knowledge of a complaint being filed. He said it over and over again. In the end, that doesn't mean squat. A U.S. senator is not someone who handles day-to-days in the office, no matter if it's in the D.C. office or the many home offices. His chief of staff may have a cursory knowledge of what's going on in general, but even the chief doesn't know the minutiae of the day-to-days, although the chief would be spectacularly more up to speed than the elected. So his denial of knowledge of a complaint means absolutely nothing. Further, I don't know of anyone, anywhere, at any time, who wouldn't have kept a duplicate copy of a sexual harassment complaint signed by an employer representative against an employer, and especially an employer who happens to be a U.S. senator. And why was he so absolutely insistent that Ms. Reed's complaint, or any paperwork with Reed's name on it, couldn't possibly be found in his archive files at the University of Delaware? Why was he so intensely guarded about those archive files? The Washington Examiner reported on April 30th that Biden operatives had access to his University of Delaware files after the initial mass complaint, but before Reed's lawsuit was leveled. This according to a U of D spokeswoman. Is there any possibility that these operatives cleansed his archives of anything related to his inappropriate sexual behavior? 
You're damn straight there is. In the Examiner article, it states, quote, Reed suspects that a sexual harassment complaint she filed with an outside Senate personnel office in 1993 may be stored in the archives, or that it could include notes for meetings she said she had with top staff members about harassment or information about retaliation she said she suffered after coming forward with the claims. Three top staffers vehemently deny hearing about her allegations, but two former interns have said they remember Reed abruptly losing intern supervision duties, unquote. Without doubt, those files need to be investigated for any documents, and I mean any documents, that have any mention of Tara Reed or any other complaint by female staffers alluding to inappropriate behavior. Then, Biden's offer to search the National Archives is pretty hollow as well. We all remember how in 2003, Sandy Berger, a former national security advisor to President Clinton, accessed and then stole classified documents from the National Archive, stuffing them into his sock and down his pants. If the Clinton cabal, of which Biden is absolutely a part, is willing to risk stealing documents relative to a 9-11 commission hearing, extricating a sexual harassment report to shield a presidential nominee is easy. So, Biden's public declaration of innocence actually means very little. It raised more questions than it answered questions. Aside from the overriding fact that in the United States, everyone, and I mean everyone, is innocent until proven guilty, when eight people have been brave enough to come forward, especially in the American political sphere, to call out inappropriate behavior by an established heavyweight our degree of caution must diminish, and our willingness to dismiss allegations just because the alleged guilty party said, I didn't do it, and it never happened, a hundred times in a 17-minute interview on a friendly network, well, it must start to wane. Both legal and public examination of misconduct of public, read elected and or appointed officials, should be the order of the day. And as much as Joe Biden would be guilty of executing his actions against these women, actions he has tantamount to have already copped to, so too would his knee-jerk defenders be complicit in facilitating his actions. The abusers of the Me Too movement, and I call them abusers because the spotlight whores are doing great harm to the many women and children who have been sexually abused around the country and around the world, are threatening the delegitimization of the movement's voice. Their silence on Joe Biden's misogynistic and wholly inappropriate behavior towards women? I'm sorry. His alleged misogynistic and wholly inappropriate behavior towards women and young females serves as a betrayal to the movement and a tacit and politically motivated defense of the man. Imagine their outrage and ire if the perpetrator was fishing on the opposite side of the pond ideologically and politically from where they stand. They would be foaming at the mouth. I'll be right back with my Friday segment on the Captain's America with Matt Bruce, syndicated to over 2 million listeners daily on the Salem and Genesis Communications Networks, right after this. No, it is not true. I'm saying unequivocally, it never, never happened. And it didn't. It never happened. It never happened.
This podcast segment has been brought to you by the Emerald Coast Tea Company, makers of all-natural, handcrafted, exotic blend teas. When it comes to tea, no matter what your preference, the Emerald Coast Tea Company has a tea or tea blend just for you. Order yours today at emeraldcoastteacompany.com. This is an NMJ segment rebroadcast of the Captain's America Third Watch with Matt Bruce, syndicated by the GCN Live Satellite System on the Westwood One Radio Network out of the Salem Broadcasting Network flagship station WGUL AM860 in Tampa, Florida. AM930, The Answer, online at TheAnswerSarasota.com. This is the Captain's America Third Watch, coming to you live from Tampa. Call in now and talk to Captain Matt toll-free, 877-969-8600. I'm your captain, I'm your captain. He's on the air, taking on enemies foreign and domestic, and uniting Americans to the cause of liberty. We will rally the world to this cause by our efforts, by our courage. We will not tire, we will not falter, and we will not fail. Good morning, America. Hello, world, and welcome to the Friday morning edition of the Captain's America Third Watch. I'm the Captain Matt Bruce with tomorrow's news tonight as we broadcast from my flagship station, AM860, The Answer in Tampa, Florida, from my Moss Family Automotive Studio to great radio stations all across America, including in the Caribbean and around the world, too, via the Internet and the satellite streaming live online right now. And a special shout goes out to our military men and women, to our EMTs, firefighters, police, hospital, neo room workers, our 911 dispatchers, the Border Patrol, security officers, the U.S. Coast Guard, and all those helping in the coronavirus effort. Thank you for helping keep America free and safe. And to the truckers, the warehouse, the factory workers, butchers, bakers, maintenance, janitorial workers, mechanics, construction workers, bulk mail centers, the Uber, Lyft, taxi, the bus drivers, all the roughnecks working in the oil rigs all around the country and around the world, and everybody out there that keeps America rolling along, thank you very much for what you do. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook at the official Captain's America Third Watch Facebook page. Like the page and then jump on into the chat room like a whole bunch of people are doing right now. All right, we've got from the Underground USA podcast, Mr. Frank Salvato. Hello, sir. Mr. Captain. It is time to say the pledge. Are you ready, sir? You got it. I pledge allegiance, I pledge allegiance to, the flag to the flag of, of the United, United States, States of America, of America and, and to, to the, the republic, republic for which it stands, one nation, nation under God, God indivisible, with, with liberty and justice for all. And we emphasize the two words under God. Our great country was founded on Judeo-Christian values. Well, I want to start out by, first of all, saying hello to all my veteran brothers and sisters, and thank you very much for all the comments and all the concerns that you've had over what we're going to talk about initially. And that is uh, General Mike Flynn, who uh, at one time actually was uh, uh, one of our, our own down here out of CENTCOM. Now, why did the feds go after General Flynn in the first place, Frank? Well, the bottom line on this one is that the feds were corrupt and they politicized their own process. Okay. That's, that's, that's the bottom line. This was, this was a culmination of years and years and years, starting with the, Clinton, the Clintons, the Clinton administration, where they politicized the DOJ and the FBI to the point where they became political weapons for the Democrat Party. Mm-hmm. 
And, of course, we've noticed that the newly revealed texts of uh, yesterday showed that Strzok and Page had altered uh, the Flynn interview notes and things had been uh, uh, totally uh, put in a different direction and that Strzok had actually kept the case open so that they couldn't get in there and find out what the, some of the documents were all about. And uh, Sidney Powell, the attorney, kudos to her because she is going to nail them to the wall. She's the right person in the right place at the right time. When you've got federal agents who are supposed to be investigating and finding out the facts, manipulating testimony and words to create their own narratives, this is the ultimate example of the politicalization of a of an investigative body. These two people, and I don't care if they turn state's evidence and 900 more people get implicated, they need to spend time behind bars. Yep. Yep, you're right. Now, if, if 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 they don't, then we absolutely not a two tier justice system anymore. A three tier justice system where the majority of the American people are now serfs to mm-hmm. the elitist class. Yep. Now we've got 31 states over the next 14 days that are opening up in some form or shape to more business. Uh, apparently, uh, right now, uh, the NASCAR folks are coming back on May the 17th, uh, minus fans in the stand. But they're going to have seven races in 10 days with the different divisions that they have right after that. And uh, we've been told basketball, they'd love to play NBA basketball, but the players don't want to play in front of an empty house. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Baseball, they're working on that right now. Same thing, no fans in the stand. And uh, we're also hearing hockey might be the same way too. Well, I'm sorry, guys. I'm going. I'm going all in with Elon Musk on this one. If you don't give people their 100 percent freedom back, then you are committing a crime against the Constitution. Enough of this garbage. Okay, you've got industries right now that are going to be affected. It's never going to look the same if we play by this new normal. Sweden did not play by this new normal, no. and they've got their herd immunity already. We went all pansy on this because Dr. Fauci and, and, and Dr. Bricks, just the sky is falling and Chicken Little is out there. We should have been protecting the vulnerable and allowing the people who were too scared to go out to stay home. But we shut down an economy, and we've changed everything including erasing all the gains we've made since Barack Obama destroyed the economy. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it, it's, time, it's time to stop this stuff, and it's time to get back to regular normal, not the new normal. Otherwise, our economy is going to take decades to get back. And believe me, if you, if you want to see the change, go back into a restaurant once they open, because yeah. it's never going to look like you remember it. No, and by the way, the World Health Organization agrees now that the Swedish model was the way to go. Oh, wow. Really? (laughs) What did did we say from the very beginning? said exactly that. Uh Wash your hands, cover your mouth, keep a little distance between yourself, but go about your business and don't be afraid. Instead, the entire media complex said, you've got to hunker down and make sure that you prolong this thing so so we can't affect herd immunity. Mm -hmm. And people were buying it. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, uh, if they're getting at it a little bit late in the process, so they're going to see some numbers that may uh, be a little bit erratical compared to what they think, because down here in Florida, I don't know about other states, but down here in Florida, every two weeks they're going to revisit the numbers to see if they can go one step further. 
Well, all I, a friend of mine brought up a great point last night. He said, how are we supposed to get to, to numbers that will allow us to open when we double the number of tests every day? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. You're right. All right. Hold that thought. Here comes the music. And when I come back, folks, more with Frank Silvato from the Underground USA. And Steve, yeah, Steve in Thailand is going, amen to that, Frank. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back with more. Don't go anywhere. This is the Captain's America Third Watch. You're listening to the Captain's America Third Watch, heard live right here on this station from 2 to 6 a.m. Eastern Time, overnight Monday through Saturday. Call 877-969-8600 and tell us what's on your mind. News, insight, passion. Hey, on 930, The Answer. Online at TheAnswerSarasota.com. Hey, on 930, The Answer. Hi, this is Mike Gallagher. You're listening to the Captain's America Third Watch with Captain Matt Bruce. Yeah, you are. This portion of the program brought to you by my friends at Moss Nissan. Moss, M-A-U-S, Nissan.com. They are by far, in my humble opinion, one of the best automobile dealers anywhere in the country. And I've done business with a lot of them over the years. Now, our studio is named after them, the Moss Family Automotive Studio. And let me tell you something. If you are a veteran, active duty military first responder, actor or retired, a pastor, or a military family member, then I want you to stop by Moss Nissan, one of the dealerships, to get your vehicle serviced, oil change, whatever it is you need to have. Maybe your air conditioner needs to be recharged because you're going to get a 15% discount. Nobody else is doing that. Nobody, but they are. And it'll save you a bunch of money. And that's one thing we do for the people here on the radio show is help you save money. Now, Every Moss Nissan dealership is scrubbed stem to stern, and they are by far some of the most sterile dealerships in the town. Now, you can go to the one in Newport Ritchie at 19 and 54, up the one in Crystal River on US 19, and, of course, the two dealerships side-by-side at 11001 North Florida Avenue here in Tampa, the Moss Nissan dealership and the Moss Acura dealership. And remember... You serve, you save. Everybody that's been in the military or first responder or um, a pastor, uh, uh, veterans too, guess what? You get a chance to uh, get the dealer pricing uh, substantially reduced. And if you tell them the captain sent you, you're going to get a $500 reduction off your certified pre-owned or new car too. So that's Moss, M-A-U-S, Nissan.com. All righty, Frank Silvato, the... Uh, host of the Underground USA podcast. Okay, besides Steve in Thailand chiming in, Frank, we had uh, Sandy in Wisconsin chime in and say, truth is rare, but you can find it here in this show. Well, thank you very much, Sandy. <laughs> we tried, right? Yeah. Well, you know, it's when you, it's funny what happens when you do your research on a story instead of just reading the headlines like CNN. Mm-hmm. Now, the Justice Department uh, has seen uh, cases of early fraud Signs of early fraud in the PPP loan flurry, and it's coming pretty much from the banks and who they might have been lending the money to. And maybe that's why they backed the big banks off and allowed the smaller banks to do this last uh, round of uh, loans, you think? No, it would have to be. And if anybody didn't see grafting in the system coming from a thousand miles away, uh, then you're then you really, really need to go see the eye doctor. You know, this is one of those times when you've got I, I file this under the blind squirrel finding the nut on occasion. Uh, you have to give Democrats kudos on this one when they said, boy, you better have an oversight system in place for this one 10 times harder than you've got. And small businesses have felt this 
from coast to coast. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm even kind of appalled that we're looking at at a cap of twenty million dollars on these loans. Mm-hmm. Well, we should have started on the bottom first. Do you know what twenty five grand would have done for a mom and pop shop? Yeah, would have kept it going. It would have kept it going. Mm-hmm. The, the small independent restaurants they would have been they would have been they would have gotten on their knees and prayed to the sky and thanks you bet. for twenty five grand. Mm-hmm. And yet you've got you, you've got corporations you know saying I need I need twenty million dollars. Mm-hmm. This was meant to be chunks of like twenty five maybe fifty thousand dollars to help keep Main Street alive. And you've got these these grafting reprobates. They're manipulating the system for their own personal gain. And I think those people not only should be fined monetarily, we should look at prosecutions into this for some jail time. Well, get ready for Nancy Pelosi, because in round number four that she's got coming, the phase four stimulus, as she's calling it, she wants a trillion dollars specifically for state and local aid. Nope. I, I You know what? I, I, I like the idea. Again, blind squirrel finding a nut. I'm, I'm in all in on Mitch McConnell on this one. If, if you are Illinois, New York, or California, and you are trying to game this system in order to patch up financial shortfalls that you've brought upon yourself with tens and sometimes hundreds of billions of dollars of debt, you've got to commit do bankruptcy. Yeah. yeah. Gee, uh, the firefighters union pension. Hey, yeah, remember remember pension? the Teamsters when they were the first ones around? Yeah. And they told the you you had to wait till age 70 and a half to get the pension. Remember that? Well, th- this is happening more and more to everybody. You know why the that entire, was, though, You don't you? The, they, did, they didn't have the, the money. <laughs> the, the entire state pension system in Illinois is running on air. Correct. You know, so what we're we're going to give you coronavirus money so you can you can do your payroll and borrow yep. against it from the general fund? I don't think so. Yep. Now, uh the president is preparing retaliatory actions against China. What's that mean? Well, I'm much to my chagrin and and looking at what Larry Kudlow said, they're not going to be nationalizing some of the debt that we've that we, that we have from them. You know, that that really disappoints me. We should be looking at what the bill is for their their misdeeds, whether purposeful or not, and taking it off the top it's a lot from what more. we've borrowed from them. It's a lot more than what we owe them, I'll tell you that. Well, you know, I, I don't know why we're not considering that, because they haven't given a damn about what they've done to our economy, and it, it's put it not only on the brakes, but it, but it's really put it off the rails. And they should have to pay for something like that, because they completely mismanaged what they did if it was an accident. Mm-hmm. And if it was on purpose, it was an act of war. Yeah, you are so right with that one, and we don't know, and... Hopefully, we'll find a little, a little bit more as things progress. Now, folks, I am talking to Frank Silvato from the Underground USA podcast. And, uh, of course, a lot of you have known that Frank and I have been on the air together for just about 20 years now. And uh, yeah. way back in the day when uh, you were on Fox News with Bill O'Reilly, that's when it all started. I remember that. Yeah, it goes, it goes back to two, what, 2001. Yeah. So let's yeah. talk about somebody that's going to probably make a little bit of history and raise some ratings today for Morning Joe. And that's Joe Biden. He's going to be on with Morning Joe, and he's going to try to set the record straight about whatever it is he did or didn't do uh, with, we'll just call her Tara. Well, and I'd also like him to address the seven other women who have come forward to say that he acted and he acted inappropriately with them sexually. Mm-hmm. 
Not to mention, let's talk about all of the film out there about the women pulling away from him because he's got to keep their hands on him. Mm -hmm. He's admitted to him. He's admitted in in a statement before when people brought up this stuff to him before he announced for his his presidential run Mm -hmm. that he admits he may have been more amorous than he should be, and he'll try and do Mm -hmm. better. So we're already we're already at a position of guilt here. Yep. Okay. Let's uh, drift to the phone lines because I don't have a lot of time left. Is this is this Ian? Yeah, I got I got a minute, so make it quick. Go ahead. Of course, they don't give a damn about us, the Chinese. And the reason why they're still, apparently, my take, there's still enough people in the United States that got political power that still want to trade with China and make money. And they care more about making money than they care about the U.S. of A. And as far as I'm concerned, the Wu flu, they just did a beta test and a trial run on us. Expect more from our friends over there. Thanks. Bye. All right. And by the way, uh, Frank, we had a call from uh, Valdosta from a listener uh, going back home from work, and he was telling us that they had uh, 25,000 people that had been tested uh, and 10 percent, 10 percent tested positive, and they only had eight cases, eight cases in his town. Tested positive for the antibodies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. So that's a, that's a little bit different. That yep. means the herd immunity is starting because people have been interacting with people at the WalMarts, yep. just not at, at restaurants and other public places. Yep, yep. So that's you, one you example know. where, where again, that's the case is proven. And we've been talking about it since day one. And, again, the only reason I talked about it is because of all the experience that you had and I had with all those tabletop exercises and all that stuff we did, the pandemic, uh, the biochemical and biotech and nuclear d- drills and all that stuff that we did, which was all part of the uh, national uh, drill that we did every year. Remember we did a national drill every year? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. They don't Absolutely. do Absolutely. And they, yeah. and they talked about shelf life of stuff with, with herd immunity generation. Yeah. 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 You, you know, so I don't know why we deviated from, from decades of knowledge that we had just because Dr. Fauci, the elf man got behind the microphone and decided we've got to quarantine everybody. Don't touch anything. Mm-hmm. This guy's done more to destroy the United States than, than even a, a, a military confrontation has done. Yep, you're right. And finally, a national gun rights group is threatening the state of Florida with a lawsuit over stopping the online concealed carry permits. Uh, that's Nikki Freed that did that. Of course, you can't go into the uh, clerk's office and get it done anymore. It's all done online. But she uh, removed that from online because she said she didn't have the personnel. Yeah, this is this is the woman who insisted on putting her picture on the tags that go onto the gas. That's pumps. right. Mm-hmm. Talk about a megalomaniac. I, I think she should just settle down. Or maybe she should be voted out of office next time around because look what you got. That would be good. Yep. All right. <laughs> All right. We'll let you go. We'll talk to you on Monday. Another great stimulating conversation. A lot of people making a lot of comments, and they're all good. Excellent. I love to hear it. All right. We'll talk to you on Monday, my friend. Stay low, my friend. All right. That's our good friend Frank Silvato from the Underground USA a podcast and uh, coming up next we've got Patrick Hyland on sports and oh by the way don't forget that it's all about we the people here on this program there's no I me or mine what I do and we do what we do for you and that's why some of the people you hear me talking about are the people that can help you and I'll be right back this is the Captain's America third watch this podcast segment is brought to you by Broussard's Bayou Grill of Navarre Beach where the bayou meets the beach 
Relax with your friends and family in their Surfside restaurant or listen to live music on the outside deck while enjoying their weekly drink specials and a full menu of tasty delights. Broussard's Bayou Grill of Navarre Beach, located at 8649 Gulf Boulevard in Navarre. For more information, log on to www.broussardsbayougrill.com. That's B-R-O-U-S-S-A-R-D-S, bayougrill.com. Or call 850-396-6098. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe, like, and share our podcast with your friends and family. This podcast can be heard on iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and TuneIn, as well as on podcast platforms like CastBox, Podcast Addict, Sonos, SoundCloud Spreaker, and Himalaya. This podcast has been a production of the Underground USA Podcast Network. All content is used with permission and exists in the public domain pursuant to the Fair Use Law. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.